Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 142. There's a colloquial saying and even a song that says, go big or go home. And when it comes to taking a Royal Caribbean cruise, well, there is no bigger option than the Oasis-class ships. Royal Caribbean built these ships not only to be the largest cruise ships at sea, but to offer guests the widest range of entertainment, dining, and accommodations available on any single ship. If you're new to the Oasis class or have not been in a while, this week's episode is all about talking about what you need to know about Royal Caribbean's Oasis class ships. Here we go. Back in 2010, Royal Caribbean debuted the Oasis class ships with Oasis of the Seas, and it was such a big deal, no pun intended, that my parents, who are far from the kind of people that follow the cruise industry closely, took notice to the point they wanted to take a family vacation on Oasis of the Seas just because of how impressive she looked. Now, fast forward six years later, and Royal Caribbean's Oasis class ships continue to be a beacon for the fleet and a symbol of the Royal Caribbean brand. When you think about cruising today, and you think about the kind of ads you might run across on, say, television, the Oasis class is synonymous with those expectations. Royal Caribbean has spent years touting just how impressive the Oasis class ships are, and on this week's show... I'm offering up what those who are new to the Oasis-class ships need to know about the experience because they are a different animal, and that's not a bad thing. They're just different than almost any other cruise ship out there, Royal Caribbean or otherwise. So the idea for this week's episode is let's talk about if you're new to the Oasis-class or perhaps it's been a while. Maybe you went back on in 2010, 2011, but you want to go back on there again. Well, this is your guide. This is your primer for what to expect and how it's different, and things to basically be aware of when you're going on these ships, because they are different, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just different. And kind of under I think, like anything, with any Royal Caribbean cruise you're going on, being prepared, knowing what to expect, it makes your cruise experience that much easier and better. So, let's start with the obvious. Yes, the Oasis-class ships are rather large. They're huge, in fact. And a lot of people always have the same concerns, like, Matt, how am I going to get around the ship? I'm going to be lost for the first... Four days on my seven-day cruise, and even then I'm not even sure I'm going to figure out where I'm going. The good news is, while they are rather large, they are also very easy to navigate. And despite their size, Royal Caribbean has designed these ships to be easy to get around. Royal Caribbean knew this. When they're going to build, when you're going to build the largest cruise ships at sea, you can't overlook <laughs> the guest experience of getting around the ship. If no one can figure out where to go, well, guess what? You're going to have a terrible experience, and it's not going to bode well for the for the cruise line. Each Oasis-class ship has seven distinct neighborhoods that have their own look and feel. The neighborhood concept makes getting around easier because areas of the ship do not blend into one another. You know when you're on the boardwalk versus Central Park versus the sports and pool deck versus Adventure Ocean. It, it's very easy to figure this stuff out. And, you know, like any Royal Caribbean ship, one of the best ways you can figure out where you are on the ship is to explore the ship, especially on Embarkation Day. There is a ton of to see and do on the Oasis-class ships. And you got to know where, where things are, so you got to explore the ship. There's there's art, activities, live music, decor, and a lot more in all these neighborhoods. But just walking around exploring, especially on day one, is really important because it'll give you an opportunity to explore uh, some areas of the ship. And I recommend, of the seven neighborhoods, there are certainly some areas that you definitely want to focus in on and just get your bearings. And these are Central Park, the Boardwalk, the Spa, the Royal Promenade, and Adventure Ocean if you have children, of course. Now, these areas are probably where you're going to spend the most amount of time. I think most guests spend the most amount of time in the Royal Promenade, Boardwalk, probably the sports and pool deck, to be honest with you, and Central Park. I think those are the, that's my top four right there. 
Everywhere else is kind of you, you may get around there, but those are probably the four areas you're going to get to. But very quickly, you're going to find that you kind of have an idea that oh, boardwalks in the back, Central Park is in the middle, the pools are up top. You know, it's it it, it, be, it it surprisingly it is easier to navigate an Oasis class ship than you might think. It's not this maze. They're built very sensibly, if that makes sense, because they they just flow really well. And it's kind of interesting that despite their size, they are surprisingly easy to navigate. But again, and this is my recommendation for almost any ship, make sure on day one you just get your bearings. You understand where the promenade is and you understand where the where Central Park is and the boardwalk and you know the pool deck and you kind of go from there and you, you branch out into circles. Now beyond that, you want to do a couple other things. Number one, uh, when you're on an Oasis class ship, do not do not miss the shows. The entertainment on an Oasis class ship is a really big focal point. And what I mean by that is while Royal Caribbean puts a lot of focus on their entertainment on any Royal Caribbean ship, on the Oasis class ships, boy, there is a ton to see and do. And really, the entertainment on an Oasis class ship are really they're really a top-notch, hard to be, and some of the best entertainment you're going to find on any Royal Caribbean ship. So if you've been on other, other Royal Caribbean ships or maybe other cruise lines but have never been a real fan of the shows, that's okay. On the Oasis class ships, though, I recommend giving another shot or paying closer attention to them because Royal Caribbean puts on some really impressive entertainment that caters to a lot of tastes. You're going to find Broadway shows, ice skating shows, water shows, and a whole lot more. You know, The Broadway shows by far are the premier entertainment option out there. These are the exact Broadway shows you would see either on Broadway, if they're still performing on Broadway, or perhaps in a tour that's going around the country. They're very good. And, of course, if you were to see them on Broadway or on tour – you know, tickets for these things are not cheap. So the fact they're included in your Royal Caribbean cruise fare is a huge cost savings in and of itself. Not to mention a really good form of entertainment. It's a great form of culture. It's great shows. You've got shows like Mamma Mia, which is terrific. It's on Allure of the Seas. Cats on on uh, Oasis of the Seas. And coming soon to Harmony of the Seas, the wonderful, timely tale of Greece. Now, and, and, I, and I tell people this all the time. Even if you don't know that, so I don't know, do I like Mamma Mia? I'm not really a big fan of ABBA music or Grease. I saw the movie. Do I really need to see the show? See it anyway. See it anyway because I am continuously impressed by every show I've seen. In fact, the best, and we talked about the Broadway shows, but some of the best shows I've ever seen are the ice skating shows. And I've, I think I've shared this story before on the podcast that, you know, I think I was on my first Royal Caribbean cruise, which was Explorer of the Seas way back in the day. And there was an ice skating show. I said, ice skating show? What is this, like ice capades? I'm not going to see that. And I was dragged to the show anyway because there was like, you're going to go see this show and you're going to like it. Okay, whatever. And I went there and I figured, well, here's 30 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. But you know what? To my surprise and my delight, it was really, really good. And every ice skating show I've seen has been phenomenal, quite honestly. In fact, the ice skating show on Allure of the Seas, Ice Games, was by far the best ice skating show I have seen. It is impressive, not just from a acrobatic standpoint, because, of course, these are really talented ice skaters who know how to perform things like triple axles and backflips and other moves. I have no idea what their names are. But they they put on a really fun and entertaining show. It's not just them doing tricks. There is a theme to it. There's music. It's a fun experience and some of the best I've seen. Now that we've, we're just scratching the surface, there's there's love and marriage game show. There's shows up on the pool deck. There's shows in the aqua theater. There's so many great hidden gems. In fact, one of my favorite hidden gems. If you're gonna if you're gonna look for a real diamond in the rough in terms of entertainment in the evenings, go to the boardwalk. Look, check your cruise compass from what time it is. But every evening there is a a sort of a water fountain show, which essentially has the water fountains in the aqua theater synced up to music and lighting 
it is really, really impressive. I was floored by the first time I saw it. I was like, what the heck is going on over here? And I stopped to look at it. And every night after that, we stopped to go check it out because I thought it was just really entertaining. It's, it's a great mix of music, timed synchronization with, with, the, with the water and colors. It was a lot of fun and just beautiful to, to enjoy. So there's a wide range of entertainment. And you, you have to see the, the entertainment that's on board the show. Of course, the Aqua Theater shows in general, whether it's Oceanaria in, on Allure of the Seas or Oasis of Dreams on Oasis of the Seas, they are really, really cool. Now, speaking of entertainment, one important tip to share with somebody who may not be aware of this, whether you're new to the Oasis class or you're new to Royal Caribbean All in general, is you, you can and should book your entertainment before you get on board the ship. The Oasis class ships and the Quantum class ships, the only two classes of ships that allow entertainment to be booked in advance. Now, it's not totally 100% required or you won't get in the show, but it, boy, does it make your life a whole lot easier. So the best thing you can do is go on the Cruise Planner website, which is on Royal Caribbean's website. You can book the entertainment, and these are the Broadway shows, the Aqua Theater shows, and a couple other options as well. The good news is there's absolutely no cost to do this. It's just it's it's totally free, complimentary. But by doing this, you get to lock in a guaranteed spot, and you will beat the crowds, literally. It makes it so much easier. You can wait in standby, and more than likely you may get in, but there are going to be two things. Number one, you may not get as good of a seat. And number two, you may have to wait in a longer line. With the with having tickets, and they're just there is no actual physical ticket, by the way. It's just an electronic reservation that's synced up with your CPAS card. It makes your life so much easier. So uh, now with that in mind, if you're saying, well, when can I book entertainment? Usually, and I'm using usually with air quotes and italics and, and as much as disclaimers I can, usually you can book entertainment uh, 60 five to 60 days in advance. Again, it, it depends on your sailing, and Royal Caribbean is very inconsistent with this, but keep checking, keep checking your cruise planner if, it's, if you don't see it available for your cruise because once it does become available, boy, you're going to want to make sure you jump on that to take advantage of the entertainment options out of there because it's really, really cool. The other big change with the Oasis class ships are there are a lot of specialty restaurants, and you should try some of them. I know, I know, I know. This is a big debate with a lot of folks who are uh, Royal Caribbean fans or cruising fans and say, you know, I, I don't like spending extra money for food. I don't, I'm not against it. I'm, I'm telling you that on an Oasis-class ship, it is a big part of the experience. And you know what? Quite frankly, you're on vacation. I think it is worth it. These restaurants that are available offer a ton of great choices for you. You've got special restaurants that offer great steaks, Italian food, Mexican, and a whole lot more, quite honestly. I mean, there's, there's the Royal Caribbean changed their game with the Oasis-class ships. Prior to the Oasis-class ships, a typical Royal Caribbean ship might have up to up to two specialty restaurants, right? A Chops Grill and a Portofino. And at the time, that was impressive, you know? And they probably had a Johnny Rockets seal, like a Freedom Class ship, right? And so at that point, it was like, you have, you know, three restaurants? Whoa, that is crazy. Well, by today's standards, that's, that, that, that's nothing, right? And that's directly because of the Oasis class ships. Especially restaurants are restaurants where there is an additional charge to dine there. It, usually in the form of either a cover charge where you pay a single price per person and you can eat as much as you want, or there is no cover charge, but you pay a la carte. So basically whatever you order, you pay for. And depending on which option you pick, there's a lot of great options. And I'm telling you that when you're on an Oasis class ship, yeah, gotsta. I'm dropping the gotsta. You gotsta. Go for the the some of the specialty restaurants. You don't have to eat there every night. You don't have to spend a ton of money. But I really recommend you try out a couple different options. There's sushi, Italian, American food, Mexican food, a lot of different variety. And you know whether you take advantage of maybe one of the dining packages that are available or 
you just go a la carte, use your onboard credit. It's a great way to use onboard credit. It is worth your time. It is worth your money. And it is a great big part of the of the Oasis class experience. It's just I don't know for for me, especially dining on an Oasis class ship is just like you know the Royal Promenade on a Freedom class ship or the Flowrider on a on a Voyager class ship now <laughs> or I don't I don't know it, it is a quintessential part of the experience because Royal Caribbean built it into the experience. They really designed dining to be a big part of it. Now, of course, there's plenty of special of Plenty of complimentary food as well, and you don't have to feel like you only have to pay for food, but I would not overlook it. That's what I'm trying to say. At least consider it and make sure you at least try a couple things because I'm telling you, there's some really good choices there. Now, up to this point, we've really talked about the traditional Oasis class experience, of course, with Harmony of the Seas, which is Royal Caribbean's next Oasis class ship. She's a little different. Oasis of the Seas and Allure of the Seas were the first two Oasis class ships, and they were fine. They're great ships, in fact, but... Harmony of the Seas, while an Oasis-class ship, is bringing a whole lot more change. Whereas Oasis and Allure, the differences between the two ships are really hard to find, mostly dining and entertainment. uh, With Harmony of the Seas, boy, a lot more differentiators uh, to to speak of. And I'm not sure we have enough time to talk about that. And quite honestly, we don't know quite everything about it yet. And and over the next couple months here, we're going to get a lot of more information about Harmony of the Seas. The important thing is, and let's go back to this idea of this podcast episode of a primer what you need to know there are some key differences with harmony of the season harmony of the season will debut in may 2016 or if you're listening to this episode in 2018 welcome from the past i'm sure you know all about harmony by now and of course we're actually getting another oasis clash of what we're talking about is oasis ford it doesn't have a name right now but it is slated to be to debut in 2018 we know literally nothing other than there is another ship coming and that's about it so before you comment and ask that's all i know anyway Harmony of the Seas debuting over in Europe in the spring of 2016. But in November 2016, she's coming over to the United States, and she'll be based in Port Everglades, and she'll be basically offering cruises out of there for the foreseeable future, at least here in 2016. So regardless if you're seeing her in in Europe or you're seeing her in the United States, the onboard experience is going to be very, very similar. Probably the big thing, if if there's something they say, Matt, what's the big differentiators? Let's talk about the big differentiators. Number one, there are water slides and slides in general on Harmony. This is Royal Caribbean has added a trio of slides called the Perfect Storm, and they are uh, essentially, a, there's a racer slide, there's a, uh, actually there's two racer slides, uh, and another kind of slide, and they, you know, the water slides. This is actually a big deal for Royal Caribbean, because up till 2016, they really didn't have any water slides to speak of, any substantial water slides. This is a big addition. They're adding that. They're adding the Ultimate Abyss, which is a 10-story dry slide. So it's kind of like, I, I, you basically, it's not. there's no water involved. You sit on a mat and you go down it. This is really impressive. You start up on on a high deck. You eventually end up in the down at the bottom of the boardwalk. It's a 10-story slide. It looks... As it, it is, looks as scary as it is impressive, <laughs> I, w- I will try it, but I will freely admit that when I get on there, I am certain I will be a little scared when I get to the top there and it's my turn to go. Nonetheless, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and certainly, whether you're an adult or, or, or a kid, it doesn't matter. I think these are going to be undeniably fun and pretty darn impressive. Now, in terms of other big things that is going on, we mentioned Greece. That's going to be the Broadway show going over on the... A Harmony of the Seas. That's that's a big deal. Certainly, Broadway shows people love that. Also, uh, in terms of the other thing we should mention is Splash Away Bay. So on the Oasis and Allure of the Seas, you've got the H2O Zone, which is a beautiful water 
park, essentially, Aqua Park for kids. And on Harmony, Royal Caribbean is rethinking it all with Splashaway Bay, which has uh, slides, water cannons, waterfalls, a huge drench bucket that gets everybody wet. It's basically a updated version of the H2O Zone in the sense that it's a aqua, both are aqua parks, but this is a newer version, a new take on it. And I think this looks really impressive. I saw, actually saw photos of the of a Splashaway Bay they added to Liberty of the Seas as kind of a test bed. And it, that looks really darn cool. I mean, I'm sure my, my I know my kids can't wait to go on there. I can't wait to supervise them on there <laughs> and check that out because it looks really darn cool. Um, that, that, that's definitely a big thing. In terms of dining, there are some big dining changes on a Harmony of the Seas. Primarily, you're going to get a new restaurant called, uh, actually a couple of new restaurants, Wonderland, which is you've seen on the Quantum Glass ships. These are really, really cool. Uh, definitely a, a big, uh, impressive uh, take for me. Also, Jamie's Italian is coming there on the Oasis and Allure. This is you have Giovanni's table, but here you have Jamie's Italian. Again, another quantum class experience that's coming on there. And then really if you ask me, otherwise we're really diving into the into the you know the minutia here of of what else is available. But you know it, it the Harmony of the Seas is going to have a lot of quantum class additions to it. It's going to have the Bionic Bar, which is the two robots that serve up drinks for you. And uh, you're also going to have the wow bands, which is, again, these are all quantum class things. It's basically going to be a, a mixture of a – it's an Oasis class frame with some quantum class additions to it. And it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, Royal IQ, which is, the, which is the smartphone app, is coming to Harmony of the Sea. So, I, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how much of this stuff gets backported to Oasis or Allure of the Seas. But nonetheless, if you're going on an Oasis class ship, here's the bottom line. These ships offer a ton. A real time, and that's a good thing. When I was on Allure this season in February, you know, I remember when I was getting off the ship and I was concluding my cruise, and I was very, very, very sad. I just thought to myself, and I was talking to my wife about it. I said, you know, I feel like we well, we scratched the surface. We barely did anything. We did a lot, but it always felt like I was skipping, you know, two or three other activities I wanted to do, but I couldn't because I only be in one place at one time. So, you know, it, it. I think that a lot of people do that, but that's not mean. Doesn't mean it's overwhelming. It just means that there's a lot to choose from. And that's really what the Oasis class was built for. It was built and designed to be a destination in and of themselves. Because, you know, cruise ships were always built to be means of getting folks from destination to destination, right? The idea behind a cruise used to be, well, you're going to go visit these exotic places. Well, now, especially with the Oasis class and the Quantum class too, it's, well, yeah, we're going to these cool places, but you're getting there in style, right? It's like the difference between uh, a sedan and a limousine. They both get you to the same place. But the limo, boy, it's a lot more fun to get there, right? <laughs> Getting there to and from is a lot more fun. I think that's kind of on a really basic uh, analogy scale what the Oasis class is all about. And I love it, and I recommend the Oasis class for almost anybody. I really can't think of anybody who would not enjoy the experience on board. Maybe you prefer a smaller ship, but I'm telling you, it's undeniably fun on board Royal Caribbean's Oasis class ships. Of course, no Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast episode is complete without sharing your feedback and, and your emails. I love doing this. And so we have actually a lot of great emails to read this week. And you know what? This week's episode is being brought to you by, well, you. You can learn how you can support the show and become a member of the Royal Caribbean Blog Insiders. Where you get access to exclusive content, rewards, events, and products such as t-shirts, priority listener email access, early access to each podcast episode, bonus podcast episodes, and a whole lot more. Now, this is completely optional, 
and a great way to support the show, starting for as little as $1 a month. If you want more information, check our show notes or just go to royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. It's really easy, and I really appreciate anybody who supports the blog. It means so much to me. So find out more and join for as little as $1 per month over at royalcaribbeanblog.com slash support. And our first email this week comes to us from John Mullen, who writes, Matt, just wanted to say email you and say thank you. We have just returned to Australia after our six-week USA vacation and an incredible cruise aboard Allure of the Seas. Your tips and advice were invaluable, and our group of 17 people had an amazing time. Leo was great, although 17 in his van was a little bit tight, and we would definitely use Leo again in St. Martin and recommend his services. In St. Thomas, we used Marion's taxi service for an all-day shopping sightseeing beach excursion, and Marion was incredible. After traveling around the world for 30 years and enjoying 29 cruises, I am happy to declare that Marion's tour was the best short excursion that we have ever taken. If any listeners and readers are looking for a very cost-effective $30 per person, including the rum and soft drinks you can drink, and enjoyable, a very comprehensive shore tour of St. Thomas, please feel confident in recommending Marion's fine services or passing on my contact details so I can share our experience firsthand. His website is MarionTaxiService.biz. I will post a link in the show notes because I'm sure we all can spell Marion about eight different ways. (laughs) But I appreciate that. Good. Also, John adds, happy to also advise that we took advantage of the onboard rebooking offer and got a great deal on a seven-night Alaska Sawyer Glacier cruise aboard Explorer of the Seas. Finally, after cruising on the Oasis and Allure, our favorite ship was definitely the Allure, and I agree with your listeners that Sabor on the Allure was amazing, especially sitting outside on the boardwalk in shorts and t-shirts, watching the sun slowly set over the ocean while we were drinking fine jalapeno margaritas and reminiscing about our day in St. Thomas. Dude, your upcoming group cruise will be amazing. Uh, thanks again, buddy, and I hope that we can return in favor if you ever venture down under or we catch up in person. All the best. Thank you, John. Great email, and boy, you just proved everything I just said about the Oasis class, right? What an amazing experience, and I'm so glad to hear you had a fabulous time on there. I love hearing people's uh, experiences on a Royal Caribbean cruise, both on board and on shore, because I think we all learn something from it. Everybody's going to pick up different tidbits from there. I love the short excursion recommendation for St. Thomas. Thank you. I am always, always looking for good Shore excursion recommendations. I don't care if it's a tour, if it's a a dude, if it's a whatever it is. I love those ideas. So thank you so much. Let's go to our next email. It is from Carol, who writes, "My husband, and, my husband and I are in Seattle. Usually cruise twelve to fourteen night sailings on Celebrity, but we're so intrigued by the vast beauty of Allure of the Seas, so much so that we're booking our first back to back trip. We have booked the same D one cabin." For both Western and Eastern Caribbean. Can't wait. Yes, we are counting down the days. My first question to you is, as this is our first time we booked a back-to-back, I was wondering if you knew how Royal Caribbean handled those passengers. Will we need to leave the ship and go through the whole embarkation process? Every time we've cruised, it gets down to that last day, and we say, man, I wish we had booked back-to-back. Now the trip is finally here. Carol, great question, and we talked about this actually in last week's episode, but nonetheless, it is a valid question. If you're booking a back-to-back, here's how it typically works. When towards the end of your first cruise, you're going to get a letter in your stateroom because Royal Caribbean is aware of who's doing back to back. They have a name for it. I forget what it's called, but uh, they're gonna, you're going to get a letter like, hey, we see you're going to be back joining us for next week. And what you're going to do is instead of reporting to uh, somewhere else on the ship to disembark like everybody else, you're going to go to a special area where you're going to meet up with other folks who are also going on the next voyage. And you're going to get an opportunity, first of all, to be on the board a heck of a lot longer than the other people. And then they, Royal Caribbean will escort you through a special process where basically, first thing that Royal Caribbean has to do, regardless of who's going on whatever sailing, they have to clear, customs has to clear the ship. So they'll do that, and then you'll be among the first people to be cleared back on the ship, and then, because you didn't actually leave. 
and you'll be cleared, and then you'll be able to go right back on board and do whatever you want to do. So you'll be among one of the first people to go on there. Look for that letter. It's going to be in there, and it certainly makes your life a whole lot easier if you're in the same room, and it says you you mentioned you are, so you're, you should be all set. Also, Carol adds, as noted, we've sold celebrities. I'm not familiar with all the specialty and boutique-type restaurants that are on alert. Having heard your show for the past few months, you know I am looking forward to Izumi and definitely Sabor, but there are but there are there any of the smaller dining places that are complimentary? We love having dinner at one or two specialty places for dinner, but to grab a snack in the afternoon, I did not want to have to rack up my tab. We like to keep the onboard spending to a minimum since we prepaid for the trip, the internet, and such. This year, we wise up and purchased the premium dining package so there won't be sticker shock at the end of the two trips. And lastly, since you just came from your Allure Group cruise, are there any other tips you can share to a new cruiser? Many thanks. Love your podcast. Keeps me in cruise mode all year long. Great question, Carol. Love it. And perhaps today's episode helped you a little bit answer some of these questions. So in terms of dining, there are. let me give you a couple good complimentary places. Number one, first and foremost, has to be Park Cafe. Boy, it is the place to go if you're looking for a great complimentary bite to eat. It's in Central Park, and they offer it's it's a great spot for breakfast. First of all, second of all, it is a during the lunch and dinner and any other time of the day, they're going to have these great Kamowick sandwiches, which are essentially roast beef sandwiches. And oh my gosh, they are so good. They're so they're they're one of those things. It's just like those old Pringle commercials, Carol, where Pringles you say you know once you pop you can't stop or something like that. Basically, with the, with the sandwiches, it's the same way. You can't just have one. It's not possible. I don't think it's physically possible. There is, I don't know what it is about them. Uh, they dip them in, I assume, a bucket of love, and it just tastes really good. Uh, I don't know. But it is amazing, and you got to definitely try that out. For breakfast, you want to try also Johnny Rockets. Say, wow, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Well, that's good because Johnny Rockets is complimentary for, for breakfast. It does have an additional cost for lunch and dinner, but for breakfast, totally complimentary. You can go there, and it's a great choice in fact and that won't will not break the bank of course the royal promenade has a lot of great choices for you as well you have cafe promenade you have sorrento's pizza so there's some good choices as well also the doghouse on the boardwalk is complimentary and they have a actually a pretty wide range of houses it's not just one it's not just your typical beef hot dog and that's it you've got chicken dogs you've got uh obviously the beef hot dog you've got a uh, chicken, pork. I mean, there's a lot of different varieties, lots of great toppings. You're going to want to definitely dine there as well. So hopefully that'll give you some good uh, tips there as to what to expect. And uh, Carol, I will also link in our show notes if I remember the a link to my top 10 Allure of the Seas secrets that I post on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. I think that'll give you also some good insight as to what to look for when you go on Allure of the Seas. I think you're going to have a great time. I can't wait to hear about your experience, Carol. Thank you. Next up, we have an email from Zakia, and I hope I pronounced that name correctly. Just wanted to start by saying I love the blog, podcasts, and Periscopes. Thanks to you, I booked two cruises and got the great onboard credit deal from Cyber Monday. I would like to change the sailing for one. I had a few questions. If I change a booking while on board Anthem in May, will I be able to maintain the onboard credit? Let's, well, I'm going to answer this question, Michael. She's got three here. So you booked, on, you booked, I assume, Cyber Monday, and you're going to go on Anthem, and you want to rebook. Can you retain what you did with Cyber Monday? The answer is no. Um, usually in 99% of every Royal Caribbean promotion that's ever out there, whatever you book with under any promotion, so whether it's a BOGO deal, a WOW sale, the Cyber Monday deal, they the promotion goes away if you ever cancel or rebook. Because what you're doing when you're rebooking, by the way, is you're canceling. You're not real. There is no really rebooking or applying a discount. You're canceling one and you rebook. Now, what you do when you do that is you take... 
you get the new promotion, whatever it happens to be, plus obviously any of the, re- the prevailing rates that are out there. So I would expect that if you're rebooking on Anthem, I know what you're trying to be able to do. I think you're trying to get take advantage of the onboard credit deal on, on Anthem, and I'm not sure you're going to be able to do that because what they're going to tell you, and you can ask them, I would go there. Regardless of what I tell you, go to the next cruise office and ask them, you know, about your situation. I think what they're going to tell you is you're going to get whatever the promotion is in May when you're on Anthem of the Seas, plus the bonus onboard credit from booking with Next Cruise, and that's it. You're going to lose the Cyber Monday deal or whatever other promotions you had that you'd booked before. So you got to figure out in your mind, you got to figure out, well, with that being said, and this still could come out to your favor, you know, look at look at A, look at B. Ask them to price it out without actually booking it. They can do that for you, give you a quote, and say, okay, well, well which option am I going to, What's which option provides me the best deal that's out there? You know, sometimes you'll find that, you know, rebooking on board will save you $200, but having $400 on board credit with the Cyber Monday deal, well, that's still a better deal because you're coming out $200 ahead. Or you may find you're getting less on board credit, but the amount of money that the price fair is, is going to save you more overall. So look at that overall cost. Zakia also wants to know, is it possible to obtain additional onboard credit when changing the booking while on board? Uh, again, yes. Let's say you had booked, I'm going to give you a better example because I think you, we kind of talked about your example. Let's say you book a cruise today. Okay, you book whatever, and it's booked under whatever promotion is out there. And then next week, you're on a cruise. Awesome! And you're on there, and you go to the next cruise office, and that promotion you booked under is still there. Yes, essentially what you're going to do is you're going to stack them on top of each other. So in that situation, it can be. So to answer your question, it can, but it's not always the case, if that makes sense. And lastly, Zakia wants to know, after changing the booking, would I be able to transfer the cruise by travel agent? I did not transfer at the time of the original booking. So you have the option within 60 days of making any reservation through Royal Caribbean, the opportunity, if you choose, to transfer the reservation to a travel agent. So if you're on board a cruise ship and you book a new cruise, whatever it is, Royal Caribbean gives you the option. You can either book it at the time and say, hey, I would like to use my favorite travel agent here, you know, insert name here and agency here, and they can assign it right there on the spot if you want. Or, or you can say, no, I want to keep it myself. And then you have 60 days from that point to give it to another travel agent if you'd like and then they'll manage the reservation for you the and as i mentioned earlier when you're rebooking and i use the word rebooking with air quotes here because again what you're really doing is you're canceling one and you're and you're booking another one that's essentially what's happening in the system so theoretically that should allow you to then transfer because if you did your original reservation way back in the day and now you want to be able to transfer to a person that 60-day window i mentioned earlier should be able to work and of course if all else fails the other thing about Royal Caribbean rules and policies in general is, you know, if you ask enough times, sometimes you get the answer you're looking for. So I would talk to your travel agent and say, hey, look, I did this. You know, is there any way we can work around? Sometimes they, they have some flexibility with that. Sometimes they don't, but you don't know unless you ask. So I hope that answered your question there. Thank you so much. It's a great email, actually. Really good questions all around. Next up, we have an email from Melissa in Florida. I'm a new listener and new to Royal Caribbean. We've cruised on Disney Cruise Line many times and once on Holland America. Being a newbie to Royal Caribbean, I've been trying to learn all about it, and your site and podcast have been very helpful. I was catching up on older podcasts while on the treadmill at the gym, and a funny thought came to me. I wonder if Matt knows how much is the most weight he has ever gained on a cruise. We're selling on Harmony this November, and I've already decided on Sabor, Chops, and Jamie's Italian. Add Jamie Johnny Rockets in there, and my daughter's favorite, soft serve ice cream all day on the pool deck, and I think I'd better put in some extra miles on the treadmill before we cruise. Thanks again for all your work to put our put out that great content. I am really loving your 99 Days of Harmony on the blog. 
Melissa, thank you so much for the email. Thank you. And welcome, first of all, to the podcast, the blog, and to Royal Caribbean in general. Have I ever thought about how much weight I've gained on a cruise? Have I thought about the idea? Yes. Have I ever tried to figure it out? Absolutely not. Ignorance is bliss, Melissa. <laughs> and of course, I justify it by saying, oh, no, dude, I'm I'm walking up and down those stairs. I'm walking a lot in port. It's totally, totally doesn't count. I'm, I'm breaking even, right? Uh, yeah, not so much. Uh, I will say that how I eat on a Royal Caribbean cruise today is very different than I used to when I was much younger. Boy, back in the day, we used to have a bet. My sister, uh, my, I'm the oldest of three, and my next youngest sister, so the middle child, used to dare me in the main dining room to order everything off the menu. And I say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not gonna do it. So one day I actually did it because there was a lot that was on there I like. I said, you know what? I'm ordering it all. So I'm sitting there talking, telling the head waiter like this, this, and this. And my my sister is <laughs> she is cracking up laughing because she can't believe I'm actually doing it and she's embarrassed by it <laughs> because we're the table that's going to get one of everything. And of course, they don't care in the main dining room. They're here to make you happy. And now, that being said, I don't order like that anymore as much. <laughs> There are some, sometimes I tell my wife, I look at her and I say, honey, I am, you know, it, the, the belt is coming off on this one. <laughs> I have no choice when I'm eating at Sabor, when I'm eating at Izumi, when, you know, there's sometimes when it's, when it's Italian night in the main dining room, look, I'm only human. I gots to, I got to drop another guy. So I gots to try all this food for research. I'm using the air quotes again. You know, it's for the blog, baby. I got to put on the, it's worth the extra five pounds right here in this meal because you know what? I, I have to report back on it. So, uh, the things I do for research. Well, it's all fun and good fun, Melissa. And yeah, when you get back and you detox off all the food and drinks you have on there, boy, it's, 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 it's not easy, but you got to make it worth work for you. And, um, yeah, you're in good company, Melissa, is I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you for the email. Next up, we have an email from Zach who writes, Enjoy the podcast and the blog. Outstanding information. We're going on our seventh cruise on Anthem of the Season. We can't wait. My wife and I are here in the United States on our last cruise. We met a couple from Scotland that we hit it off with. We kept in touch with them and agreed it would be fun to cruise again together. So we scheduled the cruise on Anthem with them. Here's my question slash situation. We wanted to schedule the same dinner and show plans together, so I went online to do so. Couldn't see a way to do it, so I contacted Royal Caribbean and asked them about it. They told me we needed to have each other's travel agent link our booking ID so that we could see them. We did this, and sure enough, I could see their ID to add to our reservations. Issue is, when I attempted to actually complete a reservation, a message in red appeared stating there was an unknown issue. I called three more times and got different answers every time telling me it was possible just to try later. The last person I called didn't make some sense. He told me that there is, in fact, no way to do this because our currencies were different for the purchase, especially restaurants. In the end, he told me just to make them identical reservations as we did, and Royal Caribbean would see the link to booking numbers. Do you have any advice on the situation? I'm sure we will travel with this couple again. It would be very nice if it could work. Thanks for your time and dedication to this blog. As it is appreciated, we find it very helpful. Zach, thank you so much. Great question. Also, I've done this actually on a couple different ships. So here's how it works. The answer is, there's, there's two different things you're talking about here. Number one is linking reservation, which you can do. Anybody can do this. Let's say you're cruising. I do this all the time with our children because, as I mentioned many times, we when we go on a Royal Caribbean cruise, I book two rooms, one for me and one for our kids. So, But in Royal Caribbean's eyes, they really can't tell the difference. They're just two rooms that are booked. So what your travel agent will do is, if you book through a travel agent, that is, is you can link the reservations together. And that'll do a couple things. Number one, obviously, it allows them to see that they're both together. Number two, it allows you to things like uh, dining, especially for dinner in the main dining room. 
you'll be able to be seated together. It makes it a whole lot easier in that regard. So you're on the right track, certainly. But irregardless of all that, and I'm not even sure if irregardless is a, right, is a real word. I know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> if you want to dine with someone, let's say Michael Poole is on the cruise with me. Oh, my gosh. The first time this has ever happened. We want to have dinner at Sabor together. But we're not, we not We're not going to link our reservations necessarily together. The way to do it is you go to your cruise planner. And let's say I'm booking it for me and my wife and Michael. So group of three. What I would do is I would select the restaurant, Sabor. Through, this is all through the cruise planner online, by the way. Select the restaurant. And then I select three people. And that's going to ask you the next screen. So like, okay, well, who's in this reservation? So I will. it'll give me the option to add me and my wife from our reservation. But there's another option right below. It says add guests from another reservation. In order to do this, you need a couple bits of information. You need uh, their reservation number and their last name. The correct spelling of last name and, then, of course, the full reservation number. And then when you add that in there, you can add those people there. Now, I've done this before, as I mentioned, but I've never done this with people who were from another country. I was only doing it with Americans, so I'm kind of interested to hear that you had a different experience there. Uh, now, of course, Zach, as you may be aware, Royal Caribbean's website is notorious for having issues from time to time. What I would also tell you to do is, let's say you run into this situation again. It's just not working, right? You're trying to book Sabor, Izumi, 150 Central Park, whatever. It's not working. It's not allowing you. You're getting this red message all the time. This is what I would tell you to do. Number one, book the reservation just for yourself. So let's say it's you and your wife. Book it for two people. You say, well, what about the other people? Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Book it for two. Get on board the ship. You have two choices. You can either go to the restaurant right there and, you know, let's say you're dining on night four. We'll go on the embarkation day and say, hey, look, I made a reservation for two. It's really going to be four or five, whatever. You know, can you change it? No problem. Or you just show up to the restaurant and be like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, Zach, yes, your reservation. I see it right here for two, right? And you say, no, no, it's actually gotten to four. In my experience, this has never been a problem. And if I were you and I was in your situation, this is exactly what I would do because it works out uh, just the same. This is also what you should do, by the way, if you have children. Because as you know, or you may not know, especially restaurants from Royal Caribbean have a special charge for children. There's a reduced cost, like 8 or $10, I forget what it is. But it's a reduced cost, so significantly less. The thing is, the online system does not allow for children to be booked under that rate. Now, if you book a kid under the adult rate, what will happen is you'll have to have the manager adjust the rate, give you an onboard credit back, but the bottom line is you still spent that extra money. What you should do instead is, if I were doing it in my case again, I would book for me and my wife, leave my children off the reservation. When I get there, say, oh, it's actually a, a table for four. These are their kids, and that way I'm only charged the correct amount. So regardless, Royal Caribbean, as long as you have a reservation, you're in the system essentially, and and that's all Royal Caribbean really cares about. It won't, I, I highly doubt it'll be a big deal. So that's how I would handle it, Zach. But of course, give the ideally you'd be able to add them through the the system, you know, the way that I described earlier, with you know adding someone from another reservation and going about it that way. So, it's a good question though, Zach, and I think a lot of folks probably run into that kind of uh, question as well. All right, my friends. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I love that we get to talk Royal Caribbean each and every week right here. And uh, boy, I want to hear from you. You got a question, a comment, a funny story, a thought. You just want to say hello. You're new to the podcast. I love it all, and I want to read them all. Do me a favor. Send me an email, Matt, M-A-T-T, at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Matt at RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. Very simple. I would love to read it. And of course, make sure you add your name and where you're from, so that way I can give you credit for it. Very important as well. <laughs> and also, don't forget to join us on our social media. We're all over the place. We've got Twitter. We're the RCL blog on Twitter. Facebook. We're Facebook.com slash RoyalCaribbean. And if you're on Periscope, this is all, these are all free, by the way. Uh, we are VRCL blog on Facebook, on Periscope as well. I will post a uh, all this stuff is on on our show notes here 
at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Guys, have a great, great, great week. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, we'll see you on the next show.